Hello and welcome to Horror. This is a fortnightly podcast in which myself, Lee, and Adam will be taking our friend Chris on a journey through the twisted world of horror cinema in the hopes of introducing him to some of the many delights the genre has to offer. The premise is very simple. We will sit down together and watch a film. As soon as it's finished, we will sit down and record the podcast immediately afterwards. As such, it will be very spoiler-heavy, and we do suggest you watch the film yourself before listening to the podcast, not only so we don't spoil it, but also so you know exactly what we're talking about. At the end of each discussion, we'll decide what film we'll be watching next, and we'll let you know so you have a fortnight to watch it yourselves, and then come on our journey with us again. Along the way, there will be facts, laughs, opinions, probably quite a lot of swearing. Any full frontal nudity will be completely irrelevant, as this is audio only. So, with the introduction over, it's now time for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hello and welcome to Horror. This is episode 13, oddly enough. Thank you. Um, and it's our, the third and final part of our Halloween extravaganza. Um, and as a result, we're joined by a very special guest host. But before that, um, I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And our special guest host this evening, Lady Jennifer. Hello. Uh, Lady Jennifer is a fan of horror, um, and she's joined us this evening because, like myself and Adam, this is a massive part of her horror and TV history. Um, she's also got a psychology degree, so hopefully she can interject something a bit more interesting than us drunken idiots. Um, and she's also the sister of Chris, which gives her a, a, an added benefit of being here. And much to her dismay, she's also my wife. So um, that's everyone introduced. So good evening, everyone. Evening. Good evening. Good evening. I don't know who I feel more sorry for. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you or Lee. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair, really. Um, right, so this evening we're covering Ghostwatch, as we mentioned previously. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, Ghostwatch aired on Halloween night in 1992. Um, it was on BBC One... Uh, there was a, it caused a lot of controversy and has never been repeated on British TV since. Um, we're not going to go too much into that because that's been covered ad nauseum in other places. Um, so we're just going to cover the actual quality of the show itself, um, hopefully this evening. So it was broadcast, it was part of the BBC's drama uh, series. However, despite the fact in the BBC... In the radio times and the TV times, it was shown as having writers and directors and producers. Um, aside from that, in both publications and in the newspapers, it was pretty much told as this is a live broadcast on Halloween night from the most haunted house in England and we're going to see what we can catch live. Um, and as a result, a lot of people were unaware of just how scripted it was. Um because I think that was part, they, uh, it was kind of like the thing where people, like with Blair Witch, where they had stuff online, it was kind of like the papers and the Radio Times and everyone went with it in the sense of keeping it so it felt real. Yeah, and, and it does to a, 
terrifying degree uh, to the point where it scarred everybody who ever saw it. Um, but we love it more than anything I can possibly mention. Um, so I was going to cut to Jennifer originally as she's our guest, but I was unaware, I was convinced for some reason that Chris had seen this before, but he hadn't. So Chris, have you mm. seen this for fresh, um, not with pre-teen eyes as the rest of us did, <laughs> what was, did you make of Ghostwatch? Well, I loved it. I think it was a fantastic idea um, and very well executed, but I probably think I should have seen it when I was younger. I think because of its age, that took me a while to to feel the realness of it. But I can definitely see how if I'd seen it when that was how news looked mm. and um, those sort of shows, it would have looked seriously... It's like. So the first half felt a little bit is it Garth Marenghi. Yeah. So I was thinking, hold on, this is actually a comedy because I couldn't tell the, the actors. You know, some of them were definitely real because I'd recognised uh, them: Sarah Green, yeah, but Michael again, Parkinson, Sarah Green, Michael Parkinson, and Mike Smith were all people who did. They did. The, the Michael Parkinson was an, uh, an interviewer, uh, and yeah. Sarah Green and Mike Smith did all of the comic relief and all that so anything yeah. where it was a live broadcast yeah, yeah. that went on for a long which just added to the to the realness of it for those of us who grew up because yeah. you're a few years younger yeah um, so I knew of them like so you know I do remember them now but I probably hadn't seen them that much um, Craig I definitely wouldn't have known at the time but obviously known from Red Dwarf yeah um, but yeah so so about halfway through and then when it started to affect the studio um you know, it, it was like, okay, they've done a good job here because this is, you know, what is going on. So, yeah, I think if I'd seen it when I was younger, I would have been seriously, would have fallen for it. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, not having nostalgia from it, 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 I suppose it's similar to the, what was that one we watched? The Wolfman. Yeah. It's just a little bit too surreal almost. Whereas, uh, yeah, if I'd seen it at the time, it would have looked real. Hmm. Whereas I thought... Having seen it before, having watched the documentary, know totally that it's all a lie, but watching it tonight, for probably the first time in, we were saying back maybe 10 years or so, uh, yeah. I would totally have just been like, eh, yeah, it's not very good. Yet, you know, you do fall back into it, It brings you? back those memories mm, of that first time. So tell us about the first time that you saw it. Yeah, so I watched it Halloween night, so I must have been 13, I believe, it was 92, um, friend's house for a sleepover um, and yeah we believed it you know I think it was maybe less scary because there are a few of us and we were all sort of you know sitting up and you know probably not watching it too focused and silent we were probably chatting through it and things until um, it started to kick off yeah but then and definitely that first bit is quite you know not much is going mm. on and I can imagine we were chatting and probably you know just you know doing hair probably um, but then, yeah, once you sort of get into it, and it's Halloween as well, mm. so I think that yeah, adds to it, yeah. doesn't it? You know, the fact they broadcast it on Halloween night was just perfect. <laughs> I think, again, I think that's what added the realism to it. It was the kind of thing that the BBC would have done at the time, of, you know, had, had there been a real house which was experiencing that type of a haunting, which, again, we all know it's obviously very much based on the Enfield haunting and the things that took place in the house were all... Were all very much tied into that. Wait, um, when you say we all know, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> had a few details Chris. there. <laughs> so um, there was a, a haunting in Enfield in the seventies. Seventies, yeah. Um, 
uh, Poltergeist. It, it's what The Conjuring 2 is based upon. Um, the second of the The Warrens um, films. So The Warrens were ghost hunters in America. Um, <clears throat> and they, they had were... really... <clears throat> they're stretching a point with Conjuring 2 because they turned up one day... I think they were there for two days and pissed off again. Yeah, pretty Whereas, much. But basically, yeah, but basically the, the Society for Psychical Research had two people on site there for, what, the best part of three years almost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, whether you believe it or not, it's one of the most studiously documented cases of poltergeist either activity or people creating poltergeist activity if you okay. and again it was the same thing it's a uh, absentee father two daughters mm. and the mother I think there's a brother involved in Enfield but yeah, uh, the brother was sent away to boarding school so he missed the entire yeah so, so essentially the same sort of family dynamic and a lot of the same sort of things really like the the voices the banging um, you know the flying around the stuff flying around the bed and stuff the um, I, I noticed this time obviously having looked more into the Enfield haunting mm. Um, the one of the things that happened in the hen, at the Enfield haunting uh, apparently um, is that uh, twice the girl was attacked by the curtains. They twirled up into yes. like a rope and sort of strangled her. And I noticed this on time bed, one, when she yeah. was on the bed, yeah, and they pulled that the sheet off of her. Mm. Um, and that was something I hadn't noticed. No, so, I, I hadn't clocked that. It was quite quite subtle, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. a lot of it was taken from that. But but but, but Guy Lyon Playford, who was one of the two guys, the other guy was a guy called Morris Gross, who were there for the Enfield haunting, was a consultant on this. Oh really? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and actually, and this is, I mean, I think it's like you were saying about with, I think probably for us, it's trying to get back into the language of television as it was then. Mm. Because, you know, we all grew up in that sense, so we already, we're already there yeah. to accept that as, oh yeah, this is, I remember TV being like this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for, for yourself, we were probably a bit young because some of the text obviously a bit changed. I mean, it's like when they, when they're having to explain to her that they've got the thing from like grandstand where you can draw a circle yeah. on a screen and things like that, yeah. and you know it's all quite weird tech uh, did, yeah, to yeah. her. It did because I was thinking it was nineteen ninety two. It suddenly felt like that looks a long time ago. Did the wires confuse like, you? Because you said well, wires yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> black things behind the curtains. And, uh, as well. <laughs> a CRT TV that you could draw on is like a weird combination of very old and mm. also modern yeah, idea. Yeah. Well, the infrared cameras, apparently, they didn't they say they borrowed them from the army or something? They yeah, the military being... had been using yeah. it for the coverage of the Gulf War, so they'd borrowed it from... So that was high technology, mm. actually, at But somebody actually pointed out, I know it's, um, I know it's, it's nitpicking, really, um, but they were saying one of the things which... They say, they say they used the infrared cameras from those, but something I watched, which was nitpicking it, was saying that um, it picks up heat so therefore, when she's got the lighter and you see her reflection in the mirror, mm. that mirror wouldn't have picked wouldn't have up that flame because it isn't the heat. Yeah. Um, so it was obviously a, an effect that was put on oh, after. Heat reflects like light reflects. Thank you, science teacher. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> possibly. Um, I'll look into it. Would it be just oh, where oh, the camera was that close that it's actually able oh. to see better? Okay, it may I be. I don't know. But, 
25 years this year. Yeah. So in two days' time, mm-hmm. it's 25 years old. I've seen it half a dozen times since. I still get chills watching that. Mm. Yeah. It's... I can see. But there, but there was a... What was the bit where they were talking to the woman and all of a sudden she came out of yeah and the five-year-old was getting stabbed up? And it's like, whoa, that was a bit shocking. Yeah. So there was a few bits yeah. in there where I was like... Some of the phones were really, getting, weren't they? Yeah. Really dodgy. That was the bit, mm. I remember as a kid, that was the bit that really hooked me. It's like, was that sounds it, a bit very real. Yeah, where they're in the park yeah. and it's like, kid got stabbed. And, and the, the dog, dog, dog gets yeah. dog. Pregnant dog gets ripped <laughs> open <laughs> and there's fetuses everywhere. And it's like, yeah, that was a bit much for the BBC. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I was thinking at that point, oh, I see what people complained now. I'd yeah, like them. <laughs> I think, but I remember, yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, we're all, uh, obviously, perfectly good self, Chris, but we're all the same age, so we were all watching mm. it around sort of 13, 14. And it's, yeah, I remember that was the... It's odd, the bits that sort of get you... But I remember that was probably the first bit when I was watching it and I was like, ooh, mm. you know, that was the first real chill I got from it. So what was your experience of seeing it on, on the night as it was? <laughs> I watched it with my mum and dad and Sarah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, as my sister. So it was like, yeah, we just... Because we, we've always just been... A, we were always just a telly family, so mm. the telly was on. Mm. And it was like... And um, my mum, uh, sort of like Sarah and my dad, are, uh, were very into supernatural stuff. Oh. My mum, my mum is to a certain extent, but my mum's much more sort of sceptical. Well, she's sceptical, but she also prefers. She, she would rather watch like an adaptation thing. Mm. You know, she would enjoy horror or sort of a, like sort of like a you know like a dramatization or something yes, like that. Whereas the real life stuff is just mm. like oh well, he's obviously a crank. You know, yeah. whereas I think, I think sort of, because, but I, I mean, I even remember watching, um, <laughs> uh, me and my dad watching Yuri Geller doing one of those, like, things where it's like, oh, you bring all the clocks and all your cutlery <laughs> in front of this TV and we will bend them for you and we, we will make it, no, because <laughs> me and my dad decided to go, fuck it, fuck it, because he was chanting, Bend, yeah. bend. And we're going, Fuck off! Mm. It won't bend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we felt good we that we, we magic, counted his yeah. magic. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Yeah, the normality mm. with the twist, and Somehow that's what I was noticing watching mm. this yeah. today. Because of course, looking back at the eighties style of the kitchen, I can see this is why the female is involved here. <laughs> but you know, the rest of you are like, what's the kitchen? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it's very boring. And very um, everything's mundane. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, isn't it? And I love yeah. the fact like the the mum is clearly dressed in like oh, her best. best. Yeah. She's her wearing Sunday her best. best. Her yes. Sunday best. It's it's what she mm. wore for the interview. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like it's the best. It's her wedding suit. Yes. Because like the because the cameras are mm. in, so you've got to be all proper and everything. And but I think yeah, but I I just watched it with my mum and dad. And, mm. and the thing was is we. We used to watch Scream One anyway, which was the drama strand. It was part oh, of it. it was okay. like the play for the day. Or something so, do you like think? That. So, your parents knew it was drama. So, my parents or, knew it was drama. Yes. Um, I, that said, I don't know because mm. I think I think I think basically I think everyone was aware of it, but we all got quite drawn in. Bit, bit cool. Mm. I mean, I got. I think. I think for me, it was definitely because there was. It was the weight of the reality of TV as it was at that point. Hmm. That made it feel more real, because because obviously it's like it's called Ghost Watch, but obviously they'd had Crime Watch, 
mm. hospital yeah. watch. They yeah. now have Spring Watch. It's like oh. a BBC brand. Mm. So even down to that, it's quite. It's almost the correct name to have. Mm. So, it, so, so for me, in in a similar way, my parents didn't watch um, drama particularly. So I was on my way out on Halloween night um, to to go and see a mate. And my dad said, oh, you're not staying in for Ghost Watch? I said, no, I don't. Oh, I was in the newspaper. They're broadcasting live from a haunted house. Michael Parkinson's covering it. It's going to be live. It's going to be... So I dashed home in time for nine o'clock when it started. Yeah. Again, it, uh, under the pretense... So that's really set you up mm. yeah. in a weird yeah. sort of... Um, and I, but again, I didn't sit down with them and watch it. So I went up to my bedroom and watched it on my own in the dark on my little old black <laughs> and white... And the fact that it mentioned you makes it... Feel even yeah. more real. Yeah, exactly. Because I hadn't seen the article, which yeah. a, again didn't give many clues apparently to okay. the, to the fact that it was a drama. And you think watching it with them in the same room, <clears> you <throat> might have fed into their clues of oh, this isn't real, yeah. and you know. Whereas on your but own, as a twelve or thirteen year old, yeah. watched it on my own in a dark room. So I, yeah, th- 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 that was. And you'd been told effectively it was real. Yeah, mm. and that by was your parents. Yeah. Yeah. You trusted your parents, <laughs> bastard, and. And that's you should have known more tags. I know. Uh, <laughs> he, he would have set me up for that. Yeah. Um, but that's why it affected me so much. So I didn't make it to the end. So I never <gasps> made it to the point at which it became so obvious it was over the top. So how, did you, how far did you get there? I got to the point where she was speaking in that strange voice mm-hmm. down the side of the sofa. Oh, and, at that, yeah, and at that point I went, fuck this. And yeah. just turned it off. <laughs> And walked away. So I didn't find out until the next morning when mm. I sort of went downstairs having had very little sleep and said to my parents, oh my God, did you watch Ghostwatch? And they went, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It weren't till the end you realised it was all nonsense. And I went, what happened at the end? I didn't make <laughs> And they went, oh, Michael Parkinson got possessed by some demon or something. And at that point I was like, oh, right, maybe. But, but that was the thing. It, as we said, we mentioned there, there was a lot of controversy over. Yeah, well, because, I was going to say this is leading into that. But but for me, I it, I didn't get upset. There was a part on the documentary um, which I thought was a really good point, where the woman who played Dr. Pasco said that she felt a lot of the anger that people directed towards the BBC um, was because they were intelligent people who felt they'd been duped. Mm. Um, and felt they'd been tricked and were annoyed at the fact they'd been tricked and it angered them. Mm. Whereas for me, when I learned that it was all just, I went, oh my God, that was brilliant. Mm. That's yeah. such a fantastic... That, yeah. And I was so excited because I was suddenly like... Surely that is was the point of it. Surely yeah. also yeah. Is a, something of a relief as well. It was like, oh, <laughs> thank Christ, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I can sleep again. <laughs> but, but people who perhaps believe in the paranormal... Maybe were the ones who felt cheated. I think at that and age, I probably I don't would have been. That. But I again, I just. But was yeah, it was it older people? Yeah, as an adult, yeah, 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 yeah. your beliefs are much more embedded. And as yeah. an adult, if you believe in the paranormal, you know you must feel stupid if people mm. are then taking the mickey out of it, which is yeah. what that's I, doing really. I don't, I don't think it was that. I think yeah. it was. It was a lot of people. It was because it had scared their kids. Yeah. To which the yeah, answer is, even in it, Michael yes. Parkinson says, why are your kids yeah. still up? We're past the watershed. I liked yeah. that. I noted that earlier. I was yeah. like, oh, that, he that even mentions a, it. Yeah, nice hint. Good, yeah. Yes. And this mm. is, I, I screenshotted it. This is how it appear, appeared in the Radio Times. Now, like you said, not everyone read the bloody Radio Times, but yeah. 
the actual listing was Ghostwatch, a Screen One special drama for Halloween written by Stephen mm. Volk, starring Michael Parkinson, Sarah Green, Mike Smith, Craig Charles. Ghosts, are no, ghosts no longer inhabit stately homes and rattle chains. They live in ordinary council houses like that of Mrs. Pamela Early. For months she's suffered strange noises, awful smells and bent cutlery. Hers really the most haunted house in Britain. BBC TV turns the cameras on ghoulies, ghosts and things that go bump in the night. And it's still... Apart from it's if you breathe, it still is quite ambiguous yeah. at that point. And but in a newspaper at the time, where a description of a TV show was possibly fifty words, well, no, mm. probably thirty words, maybe. Yeah. It was very short, so they wouldn't have. And there was no such thing as a mockumentary. Yeah, no exactly. Yeah. So that was why it duped us so much because we'd never it's seen anything. And there was probably not many ghost films uh, like that where it was in a house like that. Because no, who no, was yeah, being in a fictional, yeah. yeah. And well, so at the time, I would imagine Enfield was even more cred- credible than it is now. Oh yeah, it was still in people's minds. You it's know, only recently, it, I think it. But but no one had made a film of it because it was almost it was like you know like a murder or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, or like a crime. It sort of it would have been a bit too involved to do something while people are still yeah slightly experienced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like you say, I mean, there's there's a couple. Of, a lot of people compared it to War of the Worlds. Mm, that's where, a great comparison. Which is very good. There was also there's a documentary called um, Alternative Three, which even now is actually a, a conspiracy theory that people genuinely believe. But it was there was a science program on ITV, and for April Fool, and here's here's the best bit. Mm. They made this. They made a film for April Fool, which was the usual show. But they were talking about scientists disappearing and possibly being sent to a secret base on the dark side of the moon because something (laughs) was going to happen to the planet. (laughs) And basically what happened was that they missed their schedule and didn't show it on April the 1st. They just showed it like a couple of months (laughs) later. And so even now people claim that the conspiracy is people saying, oh no, it's, you know, it's, oh no, they tell you. It's actors oh, and everything. Despite the fact that one of the scientists in it is the colonel from a lower low. <laughs> <laughs> but people are still quite adamant that it's actually a genuine thing. But that's probably that might about throw it. you off the scent. Yeah, exactly. Right, let's, yeah, no. let's make sure we, you know, he's well, a actually, real scientist, but he's also an actor. Well, that's what it was. To cover yeah. the fact that he didn't want to go to the moon, exactly. that he was going to go to the moon, he had to star in a... Yeah. a a sitcom for well, maybe like that best part of 10 true years. True as well, I exactly. you know. Well, it is. There was a war, and yeah. you know, the French <laughs> That's true. did uh, you know, do what they did in that. I was, I was trying to think of a way, because it's like mockumentaries and stuff now, you, you'd see through it in a second. I was trying to think mm. of a way that you could do something that startling now to dupe people. And I think the only way you could possibly do it now, as you say, would be to tack it on the end of the news. If it was part of the news, mm. would be the only way yeah. it would have that same effect where you would you would feel that trusting in the people who Hang are on. giving you that Fake information. Fake news. We now know that news oh, is not shit, always yeah. real. Donald Sorry, Trump. he's ruined it for you. Yes. You know, five Freak. years ago, you could have snuck that through. Now, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't what believe anything as humans do. <laughs> but curiously enough, that's actually the problem. Mm. Is now it's like... Oh well, I wouldn't. I won't believe it on the telly. Someone mm. mentioned it on Facebook, and, and that's be true. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's where you could fake this. <laughs> yeah. Is you could put it on because I mean, really, the only thing that it spawns is probably most haunted. Mm. A lot of those ghost, ghost sort of shows. shows are, but again, they although they 
I think although they show you a lot of bullshit that if all oh, there's orbs or all oh, there's mm. this, uh, you know, uh, EV, uh, EVP stuff. Oh, ele- electronic uh, voice, voice phenomena. phenomena. Um, which is obviously all nonsense and grabbing at straws. But again, they don't they don't actually fake anything. They just make something out, out of nothing. nothing. Um, so, so even now, you don't get something like this. And again, because... And it, it's a big... I've said it before. But again, it was the people involved that threw it... And the, the whole feel of it. That, mm. was, that was what TV felt like. If you watch that next to... Um, uh, Children in Need or, yeah. you know, one of those shows, they're filmed exactly the same. It's the same, as we said before, it's the, the, it's phone, the number. phone number. Mm. Is the BBC's phone number? Yes. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. 081 811 So what happened if you called it? Well, uh, if you called time. it on the night, they had... Now, this, I did think, was maybe a bit shit of a fuck-up because, basically, it was the BBC Switchboard. It was the same number that you had if you... Because they're all, it was all shot in the same studio that they used to do. Crime Watch, uh, Going Live, Comic Relief, like you said. Uh, and that was the BBC's number. That was the, like, the sort of, right, okay, you know, before it was like, hey, tweet us your pictures. <laughs> and all that sort of crap. But, yeah, basically, it was always that number. On the night, they arranged for a panel of... Uh, about 12 people from the Psychical Research Society to be on the phones. I wonder if that was actually a good idea because they're not going to say to you, oh, no, that's a load of old mm. fanny, mate. There's no, yeah, yeah. you know, there's no ghosts. So did they feed into it? You know, and did, did work? Yeah, yeah, people are ringing up and it's going, oh, I know, yeah, no, we've had a poltergeist too. Yeah. <laughs> Call it Donald. But the, so, so the, the, the phone line was live um, and the system went into meltdown. Of on the documentary, the guy said he thinks it was twenty, but on Wikipedia it's thirty. But apparently, between twenty and thirty thousand calls came in mm. within an hour mm. of that show because people were so again because of the the whole. It, we all saw that ghost because it was yeah, there, yeah. and then they purposefully really? hid it, yeah. and, yes. which was. So, again, because I was one of those so people clever. there watching mm. it live, mm. standing on the edge of going, It was there. Yeah. It was there two yeah. minutes ago. I yeah. saw it. it was yeah. and you, so everyone was just picking up the phone, and it was just blocked. And so was that a success? Did, did they actually make money from that number? No, no. no. That's the thing: the BBC can't make any because it's oh, yeah. a, a non-profit organisation. So they don't make any money from the from the calls. Because we pay mm. them for a license. They'd have made a killing if that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If that had been like, yeah. If that was ITV. They'd be laughing. Oh, fuck it! If it's Adam Deck, <laughs> that's that's how you do it now. You yeah, do it Deck on a haunted yeah. house yeah. and it's just sit there. Petulant Geordie throne. As long as you actually did it, I might phone up. Yeah. <laughs> Say well done. But yeah, so the so the lines went into meltdown, and um, people either ringing up be- because they'd seen stuff in it, because they because they say if you're experiencing any, and it's, yeah. it's Halloween, and you've got yeah. people yeah. watching it, and like they said, you know, there's bits where you go, no, it's probably a load of hoax callers and stuff like that. So probably even. There were probably even people who believed it was on mm. yeah. and were ringing just up with say. prank calls. Yeah. And it's like, love you've just been pranked because you think it's real. I love that prank call in it as well, just to, just to give it that air of realism. Mm. It was like just people who were drunk, just being idiots, just yeah. phoning a number on mm. the screen. It just made it, it was feel... was clever, wasn't it? Yeah. And the way Parkinson was very 
negative throughout, wasn't he? The yeah. whole dynamic of him with the uh, doctor. Yeah. You know, he was totally disregarding it, and that almost makes you buy into it. Because if they were all being negative or all being positive, mm. you know, but oh, and again, the, the people who you would expect to be to to act poor, not act mm. poorly, but perform poorly on a live show. A, so, mm. like the mum and yeah. that doctor, who obviously yeah. are people mm. who are people Practice. who aren't mm. used to being in front of a camera, acting mm. very awkwardly. Mm. Yeah, oh, well, they're all they're, they're all actors. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But, but, they, yeah, seem, but, they, but they give it that edge of yeah. not being of, of yeah. being uncomfortable mm. in front of the camera and not mm. knowing what to say. And there were parts where people were talking over each other and things. Um, yeah, as it would be in a live broadcast where you can't go back and edit that shit out. Yeah. It's, every every element of that it was cleverly was just cleverly scripted it's yeah. so well constructed yeah. and the fact that they made it in two and a half months is just mm. phenomenal I they mean, do it now would they <laughs> <laughs> no not after that cause, cause, oh three years and I need at least this budget and uh, yes because I remember because mostly like like they said a lot of the a lot of it was tabloid again probably you know the TV critics were pissed off that they got duped or yeah. didn't see it coming. And so the tabloids sort of got, uh, well, all the papers got on the bandwagon of, like, it's knocking the BBC. No different to, oh, why do you pay Chris Evans this much or mm. employ nonces? Mm. You know, yeah, it's, it's just the same thing. But they were doing yeah. all of that. So exactly, right. <laughs> you know. But they, so they sort of got quite mm. badly, uh, sort of, that was the the thing that really hit back and, BBC management basically disowned it. Yeah. Shut it down and mm. went, no, yeah. But, but the, the the thing that I got, again, from watching the documentary this time, uh, the second time, I watched it yesterday in, in prep for this, uh, was actually Kim, Noon, uh, Kim Newman. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was, it, it was something, like, it was an element I hadn't even thought of at the time in the 90s. It was TV versus the news. People were fighting over how they got the news, and it was newspapers. Yeah. Or TV, yeah. So the fact that the newspapers were were attacking TV, it was their kind of they saw them as the competition, yeah. Which isn't something that I'd ever thought of before. Mm. But more because nowadays, I mean, it's not even it's not even a thing. It's internet versus telly. Yeah, that's the that's the and most newspapers just prefer to be online. Yeah, because but yeah, it is. But that's it's always been like a sort of. I think also because there's also the thing where the majority of papers are owned by, say, for example, Murdoch, mm. like Rupert Murdoch. So obviously he has his own TV stations. He has his own things which would happily not have the BBC there being, you know, basically funded. Yeah, yeah, funded, but state-run yeah. and state-funded. Mm. Um, but then equally by that score, that's how... You know why, say you know Fox News or CNN or whatever like that have that disreputable quality yeah. because they are owned by a single bloke, and if one of his mates does something wrong, it's probably not going to appear yeah. on it. Yeah, um, you do see that, and it, which which is another a point that was to mention. Um, again, uh, so a lot of our references of information are going to come from a documentary that was released mm. in um, two thousand and. 12, yeah, uh, called Behind the Curtains, the Ghost Watch story. Um, uh, Rich London was the director, just so yeah. if you can get hold of it, it's fairly easy to get hold of online. Go and buy it if you enjoyed this. It's an hour and a half, it's, it's as long as the show itself, and it is fantastically detailed. Um, it's and really well paced, and 
it's got everybody involved. It doesn't show any clips, which is nice. That means that the full hour and a half is is all information. There isn't, you know, it's all talking minutes. heads and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you learn so much from that of the behind the scenes stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, so go and get hold of that if you can because it's brilliant. Oh, actually, so in two days, um, we are going to um, the Genesis Cinema in Whitechapel for the 25th anniversary airing of this, aren't we, Chris yes. and Jennifer? Looking forward to it, and hopefully it will be the people that were on the documentary. Yes. Who mm. are we doing the Q&A? Yes, writer and director mm. are both there, and it also says, and very special guests, so... Um, oh, could be some cool things. Could be some very cool people. Um, I'm going to be a total nerd and I'm going to take my DVD along in the hope of getting it signed mm. because getting the cover of that signed and putting it up on the wall in the frame would just... This, this, this... I'm honestly... going to see the Melvins and I'm only slightly disappointed <laughs> by the fact that I'm going to see the Melvins. <laughs> so this only just. shaped my... Um, this, was a, this was one of the biggest TV events I remember in my lifetime. Mm. Um well, are there any others, I suppose? That's the interesting point. You know, what else has but stood out like this? Majority yeah. would probably be news events. Yeah, so yeah. I, I immediately think of Princess Diana. Princess yeah. Diana TV. Because yeah. that's obviously been, you know, the 20 years yeah. of that has been sort of around. Mm. And Columbine, I remember being a big thing. Yeah, there's yeah. 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 that. And I think that's it, really. It's the same mm. sort of thing. But this is this is, and also I think telly's so diverse now, and people watch things in such a different way now. Yeah, you're not always watching the same things as yeah. everyone else at the same time, are you? Because it is undermined. That's the thing. Yeah. This would be on IMDb now, and you'd immediately see what it is and who was involved, and you'd see who yeah. wrote it. Whereas at the time, as I say, you only got, got a, what they you got mm. a thirty word thirty you. word description yeah. in the newspaper, yeah, no and when. All right, we'll watch yeah. that and just see what happens. And well, because now, now there'd be well, not only that, but also now it'd be live. It'd be people saying, "Oh, live tweet, mm. send yeah. us your pictures." Yeah. And it wouldn't work, would it? Because actually, yeah, they wouldn't be able to get away with it because no. the live element of callers calling in is controllable. It's it, it controllable. Yeah. You just yeah. say right the actors who we've actually got mm. on the phone, and then the rest of them just. You know, we'll take note of it and say, "Oh, thank you for your call." Yeah. And they we'll control pass the it transmission. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craig Charles was fantastic in this. Oh. I, I, I am a big fan of, of Craig Charles, yeah. but in this, he acted for someone who was acting as himself, not acting. Yeah. <laughs> he did such a good, you know, just dicking I, around. I and, think all four of them. Mm. Parkinson is incredible. Yeah, because he genuinely. Mm. He feels right all the way through it. You feel this is how Parky like, would, yeah, would be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like especially when he's sort of like going, "Well, you don't know, do you?" <laughs> yeah, you know, and all that sort of thing. <laughs> you feel he might actually. Yeah. And and Sarah Green and uh, Mike. Yeah, she Smith. was good. I, I yeah. expected mm. having a say seen the documentary yesterday, mm. knowing it's all you know lies, and and having heard her yesterday on the documentary talking about it mm. today, I thought I would spot much more her. You know, yeah. like being fake and everything else. But yeah, no, really good. Really Their impressed. reactions were so genuine. Yeah, definitely. As I say, for people who aren't yeah. actors, they're comfortable in front of a camera, but they're she not she used actors. To be. Oh, she, she, she was, uh, yeah, she was apparently. an actress um, and then sort of went into presenting. Mm. But yeah, she'd sort of like, she'd done so. But then I think that's not necessarily the right discipline. She took it from the point of view of how she would present something, mm, yeah. which is just she just has 
you know, I think the way she was with the kids is how she would be with the kids on Going Live yeah. or Saturday Superstore. Mm. That's know. why it was believable. Yeah. Sort of putting her arms around them and being quite caring yeah. towards them. Yeah, caring more yeah. about them than the TV yeah. show to some degree. So when Jim Parkinson was trying to talk to her and stuff, mm. and she was like, just go away, no, no, just leave, leave her alone, yeah. let her have a glass of water, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, it, it, there was no element of it that fell down for me. No. And, and again, it's, all you know, 25 years later... I still had chills tonight watching yeah. it, which I, half a dozen views in, didn't feel okay. I was going to... So my point of screaming slightly and jumping when I actually saw Pipes, <laughs> <laughs> slightly embarrassing, but I'm going to admit that, oh. um, but I only saw him the once, oh, other really? than the original time at the start where they obviously want you to see him, so, so I just wondered how many times everyone else had seen him. So I, this time round mm-hmm. I saw, I saw obviously the, the blobby... Yeah. In the in the corner the initial, they kind where of they you. are sort of yeah. half and half in it. Yeah. Um the in reflected in the patio doors. Oh, oh that one. Yeah. No. There's when they the, open the, the door. Oh, that's no, the when they so they looked at the drawings on the floor and the cat squawked oh, in front. Oh, and as the, the camera panned up and panned oh. around, he was standing behind at the back of the no, room. No, more interested in the cat. I know, there's a, <laughs> I know there's a bit in a mirror, but I don't think I clocked uh, that this time. I didn't see it. And when, and you, as you say, when they opened pans. The, the glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they, they go into the girl's bedroom, don't they? And they pan across... And then he tries to focus back and he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was very that's, well done. That, yeah. But apparently there, there's more. Yeah, they said 13. I, I saw one this time that I haven't seen before. So at the end, when all the lights are popping, mm. um, the camera's moving around and catching the bulbs popping. And at one point, it, the camera pans up to a, a large stage light. Yeah. Um, and as it hits the focal point, he's standing underneath it. But you only see him for a second, then the bulb goes. So again, it's just that very quick flash. Mm. And you can see him in, and I'm going to have to be the first to say it, you can see him in the glory hole. Yes, let's 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 address this because it yeah. is addressing really. So glory hole, what's the origins of that name? Um, uh, well, from what I can gather, the the uh, the last chap who lived in the house hung himself because mm. of his lonely glory hole. So he, he thought he'd drill it, and they just came through. <laughs> so for those who haven't seen it, uh, hopefully everybody's seen Ghostwatch. Um, not seen it, obviously, Glory Hole. Um, <laughs> Sorry. don't want to see that. But, um, so <laughs> under the stairs is where um, the guy who has now become the ghost that they refer to as Pipes. Allegedly. Um, because, um, so he's named Pipes, is the name of the ghost, because uh, it was originally spotted as banging in the house that the children heard, and the mother tried to pass it off as the central heating pipes banging. So the ghost became known as, known as Pipes. That is genius. That, it, that, that is gives it such so an element mm. of... It, it's, Realism. Uh, Even yeah. now, it's a chilling mm. night. It it's really just is. so wrong. Yeah. And it's so right mm. that it's, it feels like it's just enough that a kid named it. Yeah. yeah. But still horrible. It's... Yeah, the writing in this is just unbelievable. It's so good, um, but yeah. So the so the guy hung himself in. Oh no, he didn't hang himself. Sorry, he attached a wire to his neck lathe. and then attached it to a lathe and pulled his own head it's, off. It's very was, very detailed. I was going to say they I mean, said it was like the late sixties. He might have just been wearing a kip of tie. Well, <laughs> you know. So, um, so uh, this all occurred under the stairs. Um, 
and they've boarded up the door under the stairs, which apparently the husband who's now left and he's no longer part of the family used to use it as a dark room for um, his photography. But they refer to the room as the glory hole, which even in '92. I still no, I, I think Stephen Volk was having a bit of a laugh because I imagine that people at the BBC he hadn't expected the internet didn't to know, and people but he to. knew. Mm. Do you think he looks like a glory holder? Is that what no? I'm not <laughs> suggesting that, but I think he's heard it. Just thought I'm going to bung that in. See if it's it's like mm. the episode of Mork and Mindy where they've got a Mr. Wanker. Oh. Where clearly okay. an English person has written that script that uh, week. Yes. Is anyone going to spot it? Americans that? didn't <laughs> yeah. know, did they? No. 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 So no one spotted before, it. Before the internet, no one knew these things. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's. Um, I was listening to a podcast today actually, and they were discussing the uh, Back to Disney, which we always seem to end up coming <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, apparently, the, the artists for Disney used to find it amusing to draw cocks. In the in the oh yeah, allegedly yeah. in the Little Mermaid, if you pause it and break it down, I never have done, but allegedly. Good for you. Yes, yeah, I'm not Good that bothered about seeing a drawn <laughs> cock. As a teacher, I can see them most days in exercise books. <laughs> that's that's true, actually. The However. exercise book where she draws yes. pipes with his cock out and shit. Yeah, is that something like, that's that you'd see? Yeah, normally? pretty much. It it's not a ghost. It's for no. children. You know? <laughs> Because hmm. I, I think that's the first time I've ever noticed that Pipes', Pipes is cock is out in that picture. I've not noticed that. <laughs> no, I don't the, know why the, that's it. It's probably because it's just on it's the screen. It's the first time I've watched it in HD, I think. But that's right. <laughs> I didn't need to see it, but you know. But it links to the glory hole quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I've got some. I mean, it's, it's a bit weird, but I've got scene setting. Mm-hmm. From around the time. Oh, what was going so, on? So, for example, on this day, on this very day, on Saturday the twenty-first, thirty-first uh, of October, um, the Roman Catholic Church rehabilitated Galileo Galilei. Oh, what mm. they said he wasn't under yeah. house arrest anymore. Yeah, they basically <laughs> said, "Yeah, we forgive Actually, him for his heretic, heretical yes. views." Does, does that mean they move him from hell to heaven? Basically, yeah. yeah. Do you get like a 359 years it took. Wow. And so he's been in hell, yeah. he's been burning and being poked yeah. with those things they've yeah. taken with. Bummed. And suddenly... Bummed by Trident. Yeah. I'm sure he'll forgive them. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Well, you know, he's like, he thinks the world revolves mm. around so him. So did they it? not admit till this point then <laughs> that, that we are going around the sun? Yeah, that, so was, basic, that was basically... Right. The, that's, on this day, that's like, what they Like, finally, decided. we've got to yeah. admit to this. There's, there's yeah. cameras now. <laughs> there's the internet. Everyone's going to find out we're wrong. <laughs> Number one in the charts was End of the Road by Boys to Men. Don't know that one. I don't know did that one. Did you sing a little, little jingle? I don't know it, but do you know it was the slow song at the end of every wedding. I'm, I'm now oh, waiting right. to both of you. We, we sung it's it in tedious. the school choir for a oh, nice. one show. Was it, was it in 92? It might. <laughs> Did you get bummed by it? <laughs> <laughs> number two was Sleeping Satellite, Tasman Archer. Oh, really? oh that was a great song. Yeah. yeah. Number three was Erotica, Madonna. Oh. I'm going to get you featuring Angie Brown by Bizarre Incorporated. That's a number four. Don't remember that. Keep the faith, Bon Jovi. Hey! Oh. No People else? every I day. I can sing that one for you. No. <laughs> People every day by Arrested Development. A million love songs. Take that. Ew. Number eight, Tetris, Doctor Spin. 
Uh, number nine, take a little piece of my ass, Irma Franklin. <laughs> and number ten, run to you by Rage. Which feels really odd because that song so is 1987 in every single fucking way. But what the fuck's it doing in 1992? Like some shitty time traveller. But also in the top 40 were Ebenezer Good by the Shaman. Oh, yeah. Shaman. 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 And at number 30, Teeth Grinder by Therapy. Oh, fuck yes. Oh. Yeah. See, what an amazingly classic song. Yes. So, yeah. That's just to give you the, the vague effect Rundown. of the day. Yeah. Any top films of the time? Uh, from 1992, I think it was pretty piss poor, to be honest, yeah. if I recall rightly. But I have got, this is the other thing, I got the TV listings for the like the uh. day. It's a fucking to find ITV and Channel 4. I suspect... I like, Hang on, what did other people watch then? Yeah, yeah that's what I was trying to work yeah. out. But Channel 4, I suspect, don't tell you what they were showing in 1992 because you'd just go... Fuck me, you've gone downhill. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, what, what have you got? Fucking street, mate. Fucking come down with me. Yeah. The fucking coach trip. And it was like, oh, you were showing the comics trip. Uh, <laughs> fucking plebs. Sorry, oh, I missed the comics trip. Okay. So bad. But, yeah. Um, Spider with Philippa Forrester kicked off the day at 7.30. Oh, Philippa Forrester. You like Philippa Forrester. Mm-hmm. I've got a thing for um, But, yeah. Uh, Animal World, Quick Draw McGraw, Little Bits, Chuckle Vision. Oh, Bucky Brothers. And then at nine o'clock, going live. Oh. Presented by Sarah Green. Hang on. And Philip Schofield with the same number. It's 9am. At 9am. So already, if mm. you've been watching, yes. you've already you're, been primed that, up, yes. that Sarah Green is a trustworthy yes. person who does not abuse oh. her position at the BBC and if you're with a watching, false number. And if you're watching that at 9am and still watching Ghostwatch at 9pm, yeah. you were coked out of your mind in 1992. <laughs> cool, I, I, I wish someone had told me. Three yeah. teams. I think yeah. I probably was. Yeah. Guests included Tony Slattery, oh. the Gladiators and Frank Bruno. Oh. Um, then yeah weather grandstand the news regional news and then we get into the evening so we get uh, 5.20 Dad's Army 5.50 Big Break with Jim Davison and John Virgo yeah Uh, 6.20 Noel's House Party that disappeared didn't it (laughs) well frankly yes have you seen his new show fuck me is it a shocker it's the sort of thing where you think if that insane bastard wasn't involved, they'd have no, this wouldn't have got anywhere. This is ridiculous. But yeah, then seven seven fifteen, Bruce Forsyth's generation game. Aww. Obviously Bruce has just died. Yes. Something oh, right, Pete. Um, he did his you know, did his time. He did his time. Yeah. I bet I can honestly say I bet the BBC were just straight as soon as they heard he died, it was like right, hello, news night. Right, are you going to bombshell this, or can we actually do an obituary on this fucker? <laughs> yeah. Right, no peeding? Right, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Tribute's on. <laughs> then uh, 8.15 casualty. Mm-hmm. Then the news at 5 past... Uh, news at 5 past 9. 25 past 9. Ghostwatch. Yeah. Yeah. That was followed by Match of the Day yeah. and Author Author, a film with Al Pacino. And oh. then that was the weather. Now, the, on the other side, on BBC Two... There was the last episode of a adaptation of War and Peace. Oh well, people might have watched that. People then, might to be have watched fair. that. Yeah. Yes. Inside, and then later on was Inside Story: The Night Rider, uh, oh. which is about the. But it wasn't uh, Night Rider, was it? it was no, it wasn't Night Rider. It was about civil was, rights leader who was know. murdered. Oh. But this is the night that we were talking about so long ago, where 
Dr. Volpurgis opened yes. his horror vault for the evening. Yes. So. You Bride could... of Frankenstein, I remember yeah. watching on that evening. Because. Because it's Halloween. Why are they showing these boring things on Halloween? I exactly. Just well, because Halloween. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Halloween now popular. is a big thing. Yes. But it's only been the last mm. ten years. It's a matter of taking over. I think mm. on TV, I think they've got really shit with it. Mm. I think the Beeb used to do so. I mean, like, so well, you had Ghost, clearly, you had yes. Ghost Watch on BBC One. Then you, could, then at half ten, you could piss off over on the BBC Two. And then at 11, started The Vault of Horror with Dr. Yeah, Walpurgis. Nice. So you had What's Behind the Door, Mummy? Leading figures in horror discuss what, it, what, what is it that scares people. That sounds Ooh. good. Then at 11, tw- wow. 11.20, there was a five-minute documentary about the EC comics, like, oh. which was then followed by Creepshow. Oh, which was the word. first ever Can we network? go back and recreate yeah. this night? We yeah. should. Do, seriously, this, this, this is such a good night. Yeah. So you've got Creepshow. Then you got at uh, uh, one twenty-five, the Art of Illusion with Tom Savini. Yes. Yeah, and then five minutes later, the Unholy Trinity, the creations of Clive Barker, Sean Cunningham, Ooh. and Wes Craven. Then nice. uh, one forty, the Curse of the Werewolf, Oliver Reed, Hammer One, nice. um, which was the newly restored then version. Then three ten, Primeval, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell on the Evil Dead saga. Oh. Three fifteen a.m. Terror on the page. Stephen King and other authors open their books. Then three twenty a.m. Christ, me and you must have been tired at this point. The Bride of Frankenstein, perhaps the greatest horror film ever made. Four thirty, The Horror of Sex, Love, Pain, Sex, and Sexuality: The Position of Women in Horror. At four thirty-five, Dario's Friends, Italian Dario Argento, Dario Argento? Uh, his new movie oh. Trauma. And then this must have been the first time I saw this. 4.45 a.m. Deathline. No. Oh, Jesus. Did you yeah. stay up to I must point? have done. Because Without the coke, Adam. You, you said earlier. Well, exactly. This is the, I, I watched Going Live and yeah. all. That's the worry. Um, <laughs> Get a nap around I midday. Can't you? I stayed up for <laughs> And then at 6.10 a.m., Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Hey. I love that film. What a fucking good night. What a line Why don't they do that? So you had yeah. Ghostwatch followed by all that lot. They, Lee, they do do it now. We're in bed at 10. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's called old age. <laughs> wow. I can't believe that's pretty amazing, yeah. isn't it? I remember that night staying mm. up and watching the beginning of Bride of Frankenstein. I only made it halfway through. Yeah, but that's yeah, the that thing. must have been 4am in yeah. my pre-teens. We, we need to recreate yeah. this, but maybe let's recreate it with the AMs, not the... Well, no, the yeah. PMs, yeah. not the AMs. Yeah, I think that's what we need to do. Yeah. If the Prince Charles Cinema mm. is listening, we yeah. love you. You do the greatest things in the world ever. When you do your all-nighters, can you not make them all-dayers? Can you not start them at midday and run them through till 10 o'clock at night? Rather than starting them at nine o'clock at night and running them through till the early hours and of the morning. And recreate this night. Yeah. Halloween '92. Recreate this night. Mm. Oh, what a fantastic lineup! See, and, and this is the thing. I think this. I think for me as well. I think that's why this is stuck in my mind so well. As we say, because Halloween up until this point in the UK hadn't really been recognised. This is when it was mm. first started mm. being. And as we can see, it didn't start being recognised until 10 o'clock at night when they're pretty much ready for shutdown and they'd normally just run in reruns of Minder. Or so that was when they put stuff on. Um, it, it was, and before this, Nickelodeon was the only other thing because it was an American-run channel. Mm. It used to run a lot of uh, the Halloween specials of 
you know, oh, like cartoons, yeah, yeah, kids show, yeah. To be fair, though, we were having Halloween parties as kids, weren't we? And I'm trying to, I can picture I the photos, and... yeah. So we were doing that. I mean, I would have thought younger than teenagers, you know, probably well, primary school, maybe, maybe mm. more like eleven or twelve. I don't remember going out though. No, no, Do but you... I remember here dressing up and, and yeah. doing apple bobbing and all that. So it was part of, you know. See, I don't. I I'd remember. Maybe one in three corner shops would have a couple of costumes, mm. and I had no mm. real. Oh no! To be no fair, real concept of what Sharon was, going was on. wearing and a uh, black paper, you know, black, Sharon, black plastic bag. Sharon, friend of the show, yes, Sharon, Sharon Regan. Um, but yeah, you know, black plastic bag and, and just homemade stuff. You know, it wasn't that we went out and bought stuff. No. We just, you know, used face paints and, and made stuff up. Because so, yeah, I think that know. was the thing is I think my mum was the obsessive over Halloween. Weirdly Excellent. enough, my dad was sort of <laughs> like that. That my dad wouldn't have given a shit about, but mm. my mum really yeah, did. Nice. And so, I mean, she was always. I mean, she was even like um, using tarot cards, uh, Swedes, and, Swedes and turnips instead of pumpkins. Nice. Because I, you yeah. couldn't really yeah. get them over here, and also no, yeah, they were pumpkins, like pumpkins. Yeah. Um, sort of like traditional Irish lanterns, and also. A Swede, and half looked like a shrunken head. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she was doing it sort of. So, but then I think, again, it's just I think if that was one of those things where if your family was that way inclined, <laughs> you lot you knew Halloween. Well, much in the same way as I suppose it was sort of like you know if you went to church at Easter or something like that. Yeah. If we, we your family, both. Is that okay? If, if you do both, we that's kept just... Foot in, you know, yeah, that's just pantheism, it's fine. Yes. Yes. What was the name for it? Really? <laughs> I've got a feeling, actually, that the... Again, this, the year of this was the first year that I, I'd really recognised Halloween as a thing. Mm. And I've got a feeling it was because my dad had got into gardening and had grown pumpkins. Oh. Yeah. Um, so he grew two pumpkins I think and we carved them it was the first time we'd ever done that and my mum made pumpkin pie from them oh. it was the first time we ever had pumpkin pie it didn't work out very well because <laughs> she didn't there were no recipes right. probably back then were there well no exactly it's not like now no. we can just go and google shit if it's not in your book yeah. you can't no, you can't to, do it yeah um, <clears throat> so it, it, it was um, but yeah I remember lighting because we had underneath my bedroom window at the time we had a, a, a the so the hole. porch. But yeah, I just remember carving a pumpkin and putting it on top of the porch out of my bedroom mm. window, oh, leaning yes. out and putting it out there. Yeah, mm. and, it, and we were the only house yeah, that I, think, I saw that year. I think, well, I think we were, because you didn't really get that many trick-or-treaters or anything. No, it wasn't that one. You'd never say, I remember no. going round when I was, I think it was possibly the year before that, um, again, because we had Sky before a lot of people did, mm. um, and we went trick-or-treating because we'd seen the custom on TV in the run-up. <clears throat> we went, yeah, and a lot of people were just, you know, you'd lock on people's door and go trick-or-treat, and they go, what? Mm. And you go, well, it's... Uh, <laughs> give me sweets. This is the thing, you give me some money or some sweets. <laughs> and they just go, fuck off. <laughs> we're a little bit too close to London, I think, for that too. Mm. I don't know how we weren't killed, to be honest. No, you're lucky. But, um, so, yeah. so I sort of do remember people saying... You know, it was a bit more than naughty people going out doing trick or treating, mm. and then like edgy cheeky. house and yeah, see, flower we didn't, and we had nothing prepared for tricks. No, we just go. Just... Oh, you know, do you have any money? Oh, you suck. Mm. You just walk, you know. I remember one year I did. I was dressed up and I didn't go out for trick or treating. Oh. I had, a, but I had a can of silly string, 
And when trick or treaters appeared, mm. uh, my mum answered the door and they said trick or treat, and then I sprang out and she had yes. a trick and sprayed <laughs> in the <your> ceiling. <laughs> but uh, did you think it was nice. trick? Yes. Yeah. Hey. Trick and treat. Yeah. Yeah, same both. Oh. But, uh, yeah. No costume, no candy. Oh, yeah. No, it's like two pricks in, in track suits <laughs> with a rude boy limp. You've got him. That was Lee and Dean. Trick or treat, <laughs> innit? That, that was their outfit. Yeah, trick or treat, innit? That's the one. I think I may have trick-or-treated your street and not come to your house. Yeah, so mm. has anyone got any closing words on Ghost Watch, apart from the fact yeah. it's... Yeah. I think one thing that we should mention as well is, because, again, this might not be something that Chris might be aware of, but Sarah Green and Mike Smith were married. They were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they were in, like, a horrific helicopter crash. Because uh, they were like an item, and he uh, like was a uh, Mike Smith was a pilot as well as because he used to just be like a, he was like a DJ and everything. But he, yeah, they were in a really horrific helicopter crash in '88. He broke his back and an ankle, and Sarah Green broke both her legs and an arm. Wow! Then they got married the following year, and um, and Mike Smith died in 2014 of complications during heart surgery. I didn't but, know that. But yeah, yeah, so but obviously again yeah. that was something that like Stephen Volk played on in the thing. Yeah. It was like she's she's out there and he's stuck in the studio yeah. and sort of you know I think that really. I had no idea. Of yeah, that. All those yeah, bits. horrible. Yeah, no, that was. A, but I mean, yeah, they. Oh, oh, that guy and Mike Smith. Born in Ormchurch. Yay! Yeah. I was dead shocked by that. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't but live there though. Moved out straight away. <laughs> not far Born from the world. Uh, not the, for listeners. Not far mm. from the Welcome to Horror uh, Studio. No. Mm. Indeed. And where some oh. of its people live. But yeah. <laughs> so. That's a show. I love them guys. They were they were a staple of our childhood. They were mm. they were so much a part of of the BBC broadcasting at that time. I remembered because uh, I just I just remember it because I think again it was one of those things because he was like involved with like Noel Edmonds and the Late Late Breakfast Show which obviously a member of the public died during as well but then mm. it's sort of like there was again it was like oh the curse of the Late Late Breakfast Show because they then were involved in this oh. helicopter crash and it was quite sort of mm. Cause in touch the, and go um, documentary, in the documentary yeah, yeah yes. they're filmed with a helicopter yeah just out of shot. And I was he, a bit, we were watching, a, I was like, why would they do that? Up. But the fact that... You, so you mentioned they that. They got over went, it, yeah. Oh, that's, that's odd. But, but he, ran, he ran a company that used to do, um, like, aerial camera work yeah. because he was interested in, like, helicopters yeah. and planes and stuff yeah. like that. So, obviously, pre-drone. Yeah. You yeah. know, that that's was if you wanted, yeah. like, sweeping shots of the countryside for your opening credits or whatever like that, you'd call Mike Smith and his company would do it. Oh, well, in that case, R.I.P. Mike Smith. R.I.P. Mike Smith. Yeah. An absolute uh, staple of... Uh, telly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, anywhere you went in the the 80s and 90s, he was he was part of it. Yeah. Well, it, 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 yeah. You don't get that now, do you, where TV isn't the same? No. You know, it, you don't get those kind of... That's probably what it is again. You know, you wouldn't have anyone necessarily iconic enough. Yeah, that you would sort of trust Possib- and... Possibly David Attenborough. Mm. Yes. But yeah. I think I don't think you know. I, I mean, there's not really a realistic way you can get him to do a ghost. He, one. These apes, I feel they're they're being haunted. These apes, <laughs> yeah. the way they keep looking and the teacups keep smashing around them. Unless it's the true story of you know about the Loch Ness monster, don't you? Oh, you know the theory is now because well because we've done enough sonar and everyone's got a camera mm-hmm. and the phone it's and no fuckers spotted them. 
No, it's the ghost of a dinosaur. Oh, so that explains everything. That's so why it doesn't go. pick up mm. on the cameras. Yeah, that's why you can't see it on cameras or anything. Unified field theory, I think they call that. In well, I think they call it bollocks, mm. personally. But then, oh, yeah. well, you know, I am a subscriber to the 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, right. Yeah, that was great. Um, so now I need to watch the documentary. You do need to watch the documentary. Mm. It's I will send you home with it. It's definitely well worth your time. It's a Excellent. fantastic. As documentaries go, it really is. Again, I, I think the fact that they didn't get the rights to show any clips actually works in its favour because it meant they spent mm. the entire hour and a half talking about it rather than... Showing a third of it yeah. being clipped, it, it yeah, really focuses on the, on the people involved, mm-hmm. um, and it it focuses on all the important people involved. It's not just the actors; it's the writer, director, producer. It, it's got it, it, yeah. It's yeah, we should we should yeah. give a shout out to Leslie Manning, the director, and Stephen yeah. Falk, yes, the, mm-hmm. the writer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. without you guys, we probably wouldn't be sitting here. We no, certainly wouldn't, wouldn't be, be sitting here well, talking about this, this episode. But I don't know if we'd necessarily be sitting here talking about this because it's one of the things that, again, that scared me to such a degree that when I woke up the next morning, it was still with me. And as I say, until I spoke to about your pants. That's how I was, mate. And it's that exhilaration, it's that absolute mm. terror that I've been chasing for the last 30 years. So so that is absolutely what has driven me to, to, to follow horror and to be here doing this now. So, yeah, thank you, guys. I'll see you in two days. Please <laughs> sign my DVD! <laughs> They did one thing that I did find funny that came up when I was going through because like they they've both done other stuff. Leslie Manning also directed an episode of Casualty and some episodes of the story of Tracy Beaker. Oh, um, but there was a show called Ghosts in 1995 that the BBC did, yeah. and it was like an anthology series. Yeah. Stephen Volk wrote one of the episodes. Mm. Leslie Manning directed two of the episodes. But she didn't write, she didn't direct one written by Stephen Volk. I wonder if it was like the peeps sort of like, no, those two together is trouble. (laughs) And it causes us nothing but You sit in the front row, you sit in the back row, you're not allowed to communicate. (laughs) I need to see this. But Stephen Volk did loads of other horror films that I think we should try and check. Because have you ever seen Gothic? The Ken Russell film about the Brighton of Frankenstein? Yes, yes. Yeah, he wrote that. But all of his stuff is supernatural. That's really good. I yeah. love the atmosphere of that. Mm. It's such a great film. But he also did something called The Kiss, The Guardian, Superstition, Octane and The Awakening, which were all supernatural. He also did a series called Afterlife, which had the guy from Walking Dead, Andrew Lincoln and Leslie Sharp, mm. as uh, a psychic. Sounds familiar. The Awakening, yeah, the Awakening mm. sounds... Is that the film about the... Is it a school or a... There is a film about the um, El Dopo and they give them the drugs at psychiatric ward, but I don't think that would be the no, same no. one. No, no they, <laughs> we watched a horror Did film we? called The Awakening. Oh, you're thinking of Awakenings mm. with Robert yeah, De Niro, exactly, yeah, which I can't yeah. watch because it's like Robert De Niro spazzed, I'm watching that. Now, but there's, um, yeah, no, there's a horror a film one. called The Awakening. Yeah, this sure that'll be yeah. Quite, quite yeah, recent. We did watch it, okay. we really enjoyed that. Yeah. 2011 it was. Is yeah, that yeah. About right? it was. Yeah, we watched that, and it's it's a really good film. He also did a three part mini series, Midwinter of the Spirit, 
about a female exorcist teaming up with police hunting a murderer. Oh, that sounds just like all of us. Yeah, murderers, detectives. And then I was like, I was looking at that. I was like, no, this 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 needs to be found. But yeah, Mm. and I think he did. uh, They did like a Hammer audio series, and I'm sure he wrote one of those as well. But they're really good. Uh, I'll have to uh, copy them for me. Uh, yeah. I'll have to lend them to you so you can yes. listen to them and not infringe copyright in any way, shape, you, or form. If you have an audio <laughs> hammer series, I don't know how I didn't know this was actually. I think I, I think only. I have told you, but maybe I uh, I haven't. But oh, it's quite it's, recent. It was only it like, like the Philippa Forrester thing, though. Philippa Forrester. No, you there remembered was, that. You were just you were playing. No, I was. There was a there was a phase very many years ago. Where I went round to Adams three times in a row, but, so it was like it was a weekly thing. I go round to Adams. Yeah, I go round to Adams on a Tuesday night, um, and I take a load of beers round there. Me, you, and Wes. And he, mm. yeah, and he claims that three times in a row he showed me a TV show which featured Philippa Forrester. So I think about it. and three times he showed it to me, and all three times I was completely. Oh, I didn't know this was a thing, and I had no idea because I was so drunk the previous beer, time. Yeah. Too much two percent lager. To be fair, this was like at seventeen years old. This yeah. wasn't, you know, this wasn't recent. So one can of special brew and uh, <laughs> well, and he's anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Back to yeah. the glory <laughs> Um Right, let's get away from all that. So <laughs> next episode. Oh fuck! You'd forgotten about that. Yeah, right? I forgot you, there was one. And you that forgot we... that we do this every. Ah oh, yes, yes. Is it I... the final Halloween? No, 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 this is the final Halloween. Halloween. This is the final Halloween. Have we done four? No, we've done three. Three, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Episode 13, the final Halloween. Oh, um, actually, just to interject, I did mean to cover this earlier on as a matter of housekeeping. Um, one of our listeners, Dr. Dean... Um, friend who, of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, who knows the geography of this house, um, has pointed out that normally I would sit... Thank you for attempting, Jennifer. Uh, normally, I would sit on the end of the Chesterfield next to Chris. Um, we have posted Don't pictures. That <laughs> we have posted pictures of this room, um, and we do have a leather sofa that we sit on. Um, and I'm very fidgety, and yeah, Dean has claimed that there are some some very farty noises that go on during the episode and we should explain that we're not being disrespectful to our listeners and and flatulating yes during the episode it is the squeaky lever sofa uh, but i can't hear that when i'm mixing it so dean's got very good hearing no he's just he's just ready for a fart he knows flatulence when he hears it yeah but Adam claimed that Dean is here for every episode, and the yeah, only, you are, the, the only intelligent thing that he's got to interject is his flatulence. Yeah, so, sitting um, there farting out as Dean. Dean. So listeners can decide so which of those yes. they believe. Um, he's farting. So yeah. Well, when we got him on here. Yes. Yeah, he can try and defend himself. He can. Yeah, yeah go on, try and defend yourself, you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> Brotherly, brotherly, brotherly love. Yeah, so next episode. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Sorry for doing it really so quietly. Discreetly. Well, are we going to watch Critters? Yes. Um, I watched Critters recently and put up about what a phenomenal film it still is. Chris, you've seen Critters. I, so I remember there's two space type guys with big guns. The Bounty Hunters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't remember any details. And the little... Critters fire spikes. Yes, and that's all you 
Yeah, I don't remember the story. This is definitely a revisit then because... Yeah, I barely remember it. I remember the critters. I remember things. Yeah, this, this is one of my staple visits. At least once every three months I have to rewatch the first Critters movie. So, uh, I don't know there's more than one. There are four. And one of them's got a very young Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's first ever screen appearance really? in a feature-length movie. Yeah, he's one of the critters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so next episode, we're going to uh, yeah go I, back and watch I like Leonardo critters. DiCaprio. Fair enough. He, he, we've discussed him in previous episodes. He Again, he's one of those people who came out and he was a pretty boy and you thought, yeah, can he, didn't he come really... out straight. Thank you, Jennifer. Tale um, of a sprout face boy. <laughs> he, he appeared on the scene. Ah, he always um, does better than you expected. imagine he should. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and he's just gone from strength to strength. And the, Not the Johnny Depp, though. Pretty boy, but has matured into bizarre roles. Bradley oh, was it? That was my oh. comparison. See, uh, oh. anyone think we're married. Right, um, thanks for joining us this evening, everyone. Um, have a great time. Go and watch Critters. Thank you for joining us, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Jennifer. It's yes. been a pleasure. Thank you for your interjections. And, uh, yeah, we shall see you all in a fortnight's time. All caught up. Take care. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye. On Saturday night, we'll be visiting the most haunted house in Britain. But will the ghosts be there? Can you take it? Ghostwatch, a Screen One special for Halloween, Saturday at 9.25 on One.